I'm very happy. I'm very pleased. I had great experience. Dr. Mobile and his whole office were so kind and caring and pleasant and helpful. He gave me the exact nose I wanted, and I was so happy. He even said, or the nurse told me when she came out. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys this. When I woke up, she came in. She was like, girl, um, Dr. Mobayed, he said he was so proud because he literally got your nose exactly to the nose that you wanted. Yeah. And he really did. Yeah. Like, he yeah. really, really did. It looks so, better. Honestly, it looks better. Really? You think so? We're back. We're back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what does that remind you of? You. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to give you a hint. Nikki? Nosh? Oh, no. Islands of Waikiki. I don't stay up to date with Nikki. That is like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> probably even longer anyways hello everybody we hope you enjoyed our last episode emily's having a baby and i'm looking at the baby right now it's in her belly and her belly is nice and large and in charge oh my god <laughs> so my cute. pants are so high i'm obsessed do you just love it i feel like when i'm pregnant i'm just gonna be insanely confident like do you feel like it just makes you feel like confident? yeah because then you don't have to like suck in you can just like <laughs> blow it all well, out well you've never had that problem but do you just like <sighs> love it i mean it's uncomfortable but is it it's starting to get yeah uncomfortable is it making your back hurt yeah my back <coughs> just started hurting sorry. this week <coughs> if you hear me coughing i'm sorry i'm you know struggling with a lot of different we're in recovery <laughs> we're in recovery <laughs> yeah because if you guys didn't know so oddly enough you would think that me and emily caught this from each other but no we hadn't seen each other for a long time because i was in canada and you'll find out why well i mean if you're listening to this episode you probably know why but um we both got covid the exact same time exact same week yeah and we were and both not struggling. from each other <laughs> not from each other because she was in canada and i was in hawaii <laughs> <clears throat> and we i definitely got it from my sister's boyfriend like the it went through our whole house <clears throat> i got what mine from think? probably the airport traveling i think so like i don't want to say it was at the surgery center or at the office but then again it takes a few days for your symptoms to show up so it couldn't have been that i was thinking maybe it was that day we hung out with friends or yeah it was <clears throat> probably just traveling but what are the odds that we both finally get it? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, if you hear me coughing, sorry. We're still recovering. We're still in recovery. So we both got COVID. <laughs> Hilarious. Same time. Different. Countries. Locations. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You want to talk about your Canada trip a little bit? Yeah, And a little sure, backstory sure. on why you went? Yes. Okay. So, um, well, if you're listening to this, you probably know already, but I just got an ultrasonic rhinoplasty, and that is just your typical, basic, more advanced, new, creme de la creme, the new, new nose job. <laughs> so, it's a Louis Vuitton of the, <laughs> no, it's of the nose jobs. No, I think that's like another reason I flew all the way to Canada is because I didn't have that Louis Vuitton designer money. So no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't like California expensive or US expensive. But there's very little people. Okay, well, I'll, I'll back up. There's yeah, a lot of up. reasons why I went all the way to Montreal, Canada. If you don't know where that is, it's like literally on the east coast of Canada. It is very far. It took me, I was traveling for about 24 hours there and then 24 hours back. My parents actually used to live in Montreal when, like, before I was born. So they lived there for 12 years. And they lived there when um, they were my age now. So it was really sweet and nostalgic that they got to come with me because they wanted to take care of me. Um, but I will backtrack and then tell you guys why i decided to do this why i decided to go to canada then get into more about the trip yes yes so if you have any questions let me know um <clears throat> okay so for a while i would say maybe about five or six years i haven't been like necessarily 
happy with my nose i i didn't hate it but it was something i didn't really like care for Mm -hmm. i would say so i in the past year and a half or two my nose has honestly changed a lot like it even if you look at old photos of me and i had to show my parents like old photos of us to more recent photos of us my nose had changed drastically i don't know what it is i think honestly my face has changed a lot like when i look at my face now i just feel it's probably aging the fact that i started drinking alcohol um everything just kind of like dropped like everything drooped down and i just retain like a lot of water like i've just been quite unconfident for the past year and a half or so i haven't felt like myself i haven't felt good looking at myself and um anyways to fast forward when i started noticing that my nose was actually affecting the way i would even smile how i looked in photos it definitely did get worse and it changed my whole face so i decided okay this is something i absolutely need to do like i can't get it off my mind it's affecting my life i absolutely need to do this but of course i was extremely um specific and really really picky about my surgeon i've had other friends who have had nose jobs before where they did great but there was a very specific style i wanted and i'll get into that as well but there were so many specifics to it and i think a lot of people take plastic surgery a little too lightly than what it is it's an extremely major thing to decide to do and i was very well aware of that especially someone who grew up you know i grew up actually always really liking my face and people have always complimented my face and i've always felt that i've been you know rather like pretty and then you know all of a sudden in the last two years i felt honestly disgusting it's really sad maybe we should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this but um yeah i started just really really disliking myself and you know at the end of the day like my brother said he was very against it but he said you know fixing your nose is not going to solve your problem it's all inside like you need to just love you for who you are and i totally appreciate that and he's totally right like he's completely right um but at the end of the day this was a decision i i made and i knew it would change my life in a in a way that um i would like it to transform my life and it was just a decision i was not going to back down on yeah um but i i totally agree and i support that so i there was a style of nose i wanted i wanted a surgeon that would understand that what was most important to me is that i still looked like myself i didn't Mm -hmm. want to look like chloe kardashian she looks nuts i didn't want to look like um i had a fake nose on my face i wanted to look like me yeah just a better version of me i wanted to look almost like if if you didn't know me you would think this is my normal face yeah and even if you did know me you would forget that i even got a nose job i could tell you mission accomplished when i literally came home and i was facetiming friends they forgot me and caroline were on facetime and then we're talking for like five minutes i'm like oh by the way do you like my nose she goes Honestly, I literally forgot that you even got it done. So I was really, really happy about that. Mission accomplished. So I was looking at surgeons for a very long time. And I really wanted a closed rhinoplasty because the thought of an open rhinoplasty made me cringe. What's the difference? An open rhinoplasty is they cut the bottom uh, where your columella is. So in between your nostrils and they literally lift up your skin. (gasps) I ended up. I ended up doing that um and the closes they don't open up your nose but the the downside with closed rhinoplasty it's not as precise it's not as um oh, okay right yeah because you're not cutting it open yeah you're not cutting it open so i thought it'd be better um and so i was like hey i'm gonna try and look for that come to find out there's so many surgeons in california and florida all over the u.s that charge an arm and a leg now that plastic surgery is such a big thing I guess because of Kardashians or, you know, social media and everyone's getting surgery nowadays. They're so expensive, but I look at the results and I'm like, "Mm, no, like I've looked at every surgeon in this country and I just was not impressed with anything I saw. Yeah. I didn't care for anyone. And I just thought if I'm going to be spending this amount of money, like I want the change that I want as long as it matches my face, of course, but I want the change that I want. So of course if you know if you're like into this kind of stuff um turkey has insanely good surgeons and it's much cheaper and they do this certain type of nose style that that i like so i really wanted to go to turkey 
However, my mother was not supportive of that at all. <laughs> she said, absolutely not. You're not going there over my dead body. So I got to a place where I was like, shoot, I need to find someone here, like in the U.S., anywhere. Even if it's Florida, I was to go all the way to Florida. So talk about that guy you almost went with. Right. So there was a surgeon that my cousin went to, and I love his nose, my cousin's nose. And he's also Persian. He lives in the same area as my parents. So I was like, wow, how convenient. I just go five-hour flight, go over there, stay at my parents' house. It's going to be less costly. He was about 10000 U.S. dollars, which is cheaper than, like, people in L.A., but at the same time, it is still pretty expensive nowadays. Um he was more exp- he's more expensive now than he was when he did my cousin mm. and uh, this guy i didn't like i wasn't obsessed with his noses his the noses that he's done like i looked them up online but i did see my cousin's nose so i thought that i could get what i wanted because my cousin's nose looked great anyways i had a virtual meeting with him and this meeting didn't even last five minutes he didn't even let me talk i was trying to tell him what i wanted with my nose he cut me off told me what he was gonna do was so not personable and i was just like and i spent 250 dollars that consultation oh god and i was just like no like my intuition just knew i need someone that's going to make me feel comfortable that's going to make me feel supported that i'm not just another client that you're not going to think of so i was like definitely not and i just ghosted that office because i was like i'm not booking an appointment with you like it's not a match so i was kind of felt defeated because i felt like i was so close to finally getting it and i'm like wow i really don't i don't even I don't even have a surgeon. I don't even, I can't even find a surgeon that I want to do my nose. So one day I was looking on YouTube and I don't even remember what I searched up, but I seen this video of this guy and he was a surgeon. He was talking about something called an ultrasonic rhinoplasty. The video made me very convinced. I was like, that's the surgery or that's the type of rhinoplasty I want because they were saying, oh, it's a new method. Um, Your swelling is much less. You practically get no bruising. Post-op is much easier. You can still be very precise. And I was like, that sounds like heaven. Like, I don't want to go through the crazy bruising. If you've seen people's faces after they get a nose job, they look like they got beat up. Into a fight. Like a crazy fight. Like they got run over by a truck. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally their face looks smashed. Yeah. And they have crazy bruises under their eyes. It's just, it's awful. And so I was most afraid of that. Um, but this guy, I was looking at him and I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder what his noses look like where this surgeon is. He just so happened to be in Montreal, Canada. I thought, oh, that's ironic. You know, like my parents used to live there and it is Canada. Let's see if, you know, he has good noses. And that, at that moment, I'm just thinking like, wow, that's so far. Am I actually going to go all the way over there for this guy? But I was honestly, when I saw his noses, I was like, um, I think this is the guy. Like yeah. he has the ultrasonic rhinoplasty method that I was sold on from his video and then his behavior, I don't want to say his behavior. It was like his personality just sh- shined through mm-hmm. the video and he seemed so kind and pleasant. Mm-hmm. And so I made an appointment with him. I called the office and I asked for a virtual appointment. We had one and he was the most pleasant human being. Was it a, it was a FaceTime, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, Emily was, was here. here. Yeah. It was one of our podcast days and she was just like doing something while I was talking to him. And I'm telling you that other surgeon that was like the whole consultation, which is so annoying. Like I'm literally consulting you about changing my face, like a major surgery. And you're only going to give me like three minutes of your time. You're not mm-hmm. even going to answer any of my questions. You're going to be, a, you know, um, but Dr. Mobayed is his name. Our intro, like his conversation, that questions he was asking me just simply about my life. Yeah. Like lasted the first longer. five minutes was just like all about you, your yeah. background yeah what you love to do what you do where you're from yeah and he was just having a nice conversation with me and i just felt so comfortable i felt so at ease i felt so supported that's exactly what i needed so i was really really impressed just with those first few minutes um he never interrupted he let me say everything i needed to say and you know me i could talk literally forever nonstop. so um yeah it was really a pleasant meeting and then i went into about my nose he also asked me like why i want to do this which is even you know more moving that he would care to ask because he yeah given that i'm young i mean i'm not i'm young but i'm not as young as like some other people getting a nose job i'm, I'm 25 yeah. yeah i'm not like 16 or 18 like i'm old enough to make these decisions um but i still really appreciated that he wanted to know you know the reason why i mm-hmm. wanted to get it um and 
yeah, we just continued the conversation. I told him about what I would like. I sent them photos. I told him my concerns. And he told me, I think you're a great candidate for an ultrasonic rhinoplasty. And I was so stoked because that's what I wanted. And yeah, that it was just, it was a great conversation. It was probably about 30, 40 minutes, I think. It was a very long, long meeting. I didn't feel rushed at all. And then I spoke to their um, surgical coordinator, Vanessa, who I also love. She was so sweet and so amazing. And I put my deposit down, scheduled my surgery. I ended up actually postponing to a later date because Montreal gets very cold in the winter. So, yeah. yeah, I solidified it. And I told my parents and I was like, we're going to Montreal. We're going to Montreal because I just found my surgeon. So... We scheduled it. We got everything booked. Um, I booked my flights, the hotels. My parents got, you know, all their stuff. And I was just really excited more so, not even for the nose job, just to spend that much time with my parents. Like 10 days with just me and my parents. Nothing else to do. Nobody else around to get my attention to. And to literally be where they were when they were my age and they were young and they were struggling and they were you know my mom oh when they left Iran oh my god it was just so oh I can't even tell you my cup was overflowing when I came so they went from Iran to Montreal yeah and oh god like I remember my mom telling me stories that just make me cry and then when I was there in person I was just it felt like a movie honestly my parents didn't know English they knew very little English but they were going to school because they wanted to get a better education. My mom went to, like, the Harvard of Canada. She went to McGill University. My dad went to Concordia. They were studying really hard getting their master's. And then because they didn't know English and they didn't know French, um, they knew English but very minimal. It was hard for them to find a job. So my mom was looking at a, working at a laundromat but had her MBA, and she said she was crying every night. Wow. And she's like, it was such a stressful time for me and your dad. But honestly, like, it it was such good memories um like they would take the metro they lived in a tiny apartment we went and visited those apartments they lived in their old house my dad was telling me the story about when they finally like made it successful when they opened their computer store they took us they took me like to my i actually went to my mom's school we passed by my dad's school we walked on my mom's campus we went on the metro and my mom was getting really emotional because she's like oh my god like i can't believe i'm here with my 25 year old daughter you know 30 years later and my parents also saw their friends they hadn't seen in 30 years so we went to dinner with all of them which was also really emotional oh my god it was just when i tell you my cup even after everything i went through so i'll bounce back to the surgery in a little bit but let me just tell you guys my post-op was not fun (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i had like a really really hard recovery But just the time that I got to spend with my parents and talking to them and the quality time we got to spend, seeing all those, seeing them relive memories and talk about their past was just, oh my God, I recommend it to anyone that has the opportunity. Do it. It's the most, oh, I just, I don't, I have no, I'm literally speechless. It was so amazing that when I got home, I was like, my cup is spilling like i couldn't even fathom i feel like it's been so long since i've been this happy yeah i've been having a really rough i don't even want to say i've been having a rough time because i'm very blessed and my life is not even nearly as hard as other people but i think mentally i never felt very balanced or i don't want to say never but for a long time it was a little unbalanced I've, yeah i've been unsteady. quite steady yeah exactly yeah. i've been very unsteady I've been very confused. My cup has been just really running dry for years. And I got home and I just felt, I don't know, my heart was just so full and overflow. And I was like, I have no complaints. Like, I'm just so happy. Um, So back to the surgery, though. (laughs) I went in for my surgery. And I guess I'll just start from the top of the surgery to share my experience in case you're thinking about it. I met... Who did I see first? I seen the nurses first and they were so cute. They were so funny. They were so stoked that I lived in Hawaii. They wanted to come visit. I was like, come anytime. (laughs) And they were just so pleasant. But I can tell you the worst part. Guys, this is so funny. The worst part. Have you ever gotten an IV in your forearm? Yeah. Right here. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Forearm? Yeah. Not. No, no, no. Yeah, not like. Not where your vein is. Not in your. No. Where your elbow is. On the bottom. Oh, okay. But not up here. Yeah. Up here? So 
above my wrist on the top like literally on my forearm that's such a weird place for an iv i will tell you i almost fainted it hurt so freaking bad i almost threw up and i almost fainted and i was sweating it was the most it was the most painful experience of my life was just iv and then um i was like is this just a canada thing and the nurses were laughing so hard because i was like i've never gotten an iv there i don't know what it is about it maybe it just works better it's safer i'm not sure that's so weird i hated it so that was the worst part of it all but they have you prep like you know i took a covid test that was negative at the time and i made sure i wasn't pregnant took all those tests changed into my surgical uniform i was laying in the bed before going into surgery before i even saw the doctor and um you know in like a surgical center or any type of hospital and there's multiple beds in a room but it's covered you know for privacy i have a curtain around me and i hear a girl getting rolled in from her surgery she had a i guess septoplasty but at the time i just thought she you know she got a nose job too i hear her next to me and i hear her waking up and she sounds awful she's like huh uh, and like no. they're like don't touch your nose don't touch your nose like she was so out of it she sounded like she was having a rough time and then they're like oh well she's smiling that's a good sign she's smiling but she just kept like uh, uh and i'm just thinking and then i started getting nervous oh, no. so leading up to this whole trip i had this plan for like eight months i think because yeah. i planned it like eight months in advance i wasn't nervous at all i had no second thoughts i had no doubts i was just so excited my mom's like you're not nervous at all i was like no like <laughs> i literally wasn't at all until literally the day of my surgery i yeah. was shaking in the morning i've also never had a surgery before like yeah. i don't think wisdom teeth really count so <laughs> i've never been like rolled into a surgery room with like 10 people over me yeah. yeah so it was really intense and then after that i was really scared like i was anxious i was shaking I wasn't with my parents that whole time. So for like about an hour and a half or two hours, I felt like two hours, probably just an hour. By yourself. I was by myself. And the nurses were there, which were nice, especially after that IV thing. I did not feel good. Like I felt like I was going to pass out. I was shaking. I was really in a rough place. And then the nurses are so cute. They're like making jokes, laughing super loud. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like keep, keep going because I need to get my mind off of this and but i think that's the hardest part is like i didn't even have my phone to text chase like i felt very lonely Mm. and really scared no one to hold my hand and then dr mubayad comes in and then we're doing like last minute discussion he's just so amazing so pleasant i freaking love him he's the best and i'm telling him my concerns like showing him the photo he made like a pre i sent them selfies before my surgery and they did a photoshop situation i didn't like the front view of the photoshop situation so i got really nervous and um they're like don't worry you can talk to him you know before your surgery which i did express my concerns i asked them to adjust what needed to be adjusted um and yeah he just he made me feel so comfortable we went over exactly what i wanted to do and then I gave him permission, full permission to post whatever he wants to post on the social media and take whatever yeah, content I was gonna they say, need. Did you need to sign like legal documents saying that yeah. they could video? Yeah. So they asked first. They didn't like say like, oh, sign this so we can. It was like, yeah. if you don't want us to, that's totally fine. If if you're okay with it, we'd ask, can you please sign this? And I told them like because i know as a business owner especially a surgeon how much that's helpful because for me so when i'm looking for a surgeon i'm looking for their past clients operations yeah so i just knew it would help him and i thought i as long as i've been looking for a surgeon i've never seen anyone with a nose like mine um so i was hoping you know maybe if there's someone out there that has a nose like mine that's looking into it i could be my surgery could be helpful for them to make a decision Mm -hmm. So I gave them full permission. We did some social media stuff. Their social media girl who is also so sweet and so cute. Literally that whole office, I'm obsessed. Like, I love them. And I was so sad. I was like, I'm going to miss you guys. Like, I was telling them, I was like, you guys should just do like a team trip to Hawaii. That'd be Aww. so fun. They were just so kind. Canadians yeah. are the best. They are. They truly are. Yeah, they're so amazing. So I talked to Dr. Mubayad for like maybe 10 minutes. And then they bring the anesthesiologist in, who is also another just amazing pleasant man he gave me anesthesia through an iv and he explained how the anesthesia i was getting um doesn't stay with you like you you know other general anesthesia kind of like sticks with you for a few days kind of feel shitty this kind of just leaves your body the second you wake up Mm -hmm. 
and you wake up instantly once it's done so that was pleasant and he's like people's biggest fear he literally touched on all of my fears about anesthesia before i could even ask so he says a lot of people's biggest fear is not waking up or waking up in the middle of surgery and i said yep that is my those are my biggest fears oh gosh i didn't think about that in gray's anatomy that happened yeah so i've always been afraid of that (laughs) and he said this doesn't happen with this anesthesia so i was like great okay perfect and so that made me feel a lot more comfortable and then when it was time to go in i was just like i can't believe this is happening i can't believe this is happening they're rolling me in there and i'm my whole body like i was trying to act cool but i couldn't like i was shaking and i'm sure they noticed i was just so nervous like everything they were doing when you lay down you just see all the bright lights they're all so nice like making jokes about hawaii and i'm like you guys are so chill for about to like about to be doing this you're about to cut open someone's face like how are you so chill and they're like wrapping all these things around my legs and oh i don't even know how to explain it yeah the compression what the heck is that i don't even know what that is I was just tripping out. I was like, what the? And they strap you to the table. I was like, what the fuck? I was just freaking out. <laughs> and I'm then, surprised you're awake for all of this. I didn't. I wasn't under anesthesia yet. Okay. They're putting it in. And then the anesthesiologist comes by and he puts like a mask on me and for like oxygen. And then he, I guess, has the IV going. And he's like, okay, you're going to start feeling yourself getting drowsy. And I am so wired that I'm thinking like, I'm not falling asleep right now. Like, I remember looking up at the light and thinking, there's no way I'm falling asleep. Three, two, one, sleeping. And I didn't even get drowsy. I just don't even, it's the last thing I remember, and I was just gone. Yeah. And you don't dream nothing. And all I remember is I woke up, I opened my eyes, and I see the nurse from me. She's like, you're awake. And I just, I'm, I, thankfully i wasn't like uh, uh, uh i didn't feel crazy like yeah. that girl i didn't feel strung out i didn't i didn't have any pain i'm sure they gave me a lot of painkillers um so i'm sitting there and i just see the bandage on my nose like mm-hmm. through my eyes and my heart's just like oh my god i did it oh my god i did it <laughs> like i'm like holy holy shit oh my god i did it oh my god it's done oh my god i did it. like for how long yeah. i've been waiting yeah i just i'm like oh Oh, like kind of freaking out, but on the inside. And I'm like, Sabrina, play cool, play cool. Don't be that crazy drugged up client <laughs> or whatever that's coming out of the operating room. So I'm like, I felt like, and I was acting like pretty chill. I was pretty good and we're having conversation. But I look back now and I realize I was definitely on a lot of drugs because I, I realized that I would ask her questions and I asked her again, like at the end, because oh. I would forget. Yeah. So I was definitely really <laughs> drugged up. But my first day, I was... It didn't even feel like I had surgery, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I still had a lot of drugs in my yeah. system. Because I was like, I feel fine. Like, I felt completely fine, but it's crazy. So my parents, you know, they weren't in the room at all. And I'm just kind of waiting. I'm waiting. They're doing all their other things they need to do for me. I don't even remember what it was because I was on a lot of drugs. But I do remember sitting there. I remember having, like, good proper conversations with them. I was asking them things like, oh, like, because, you know, I'm so passionate about, like, cost of living with pay and like mm-hmm. how it's hard to live here i'm like so do you guys find that like living here is easier or like do you live paycheck to paycheck too like how's canada and stuff which is so funny because i'm sure they're thinking like this girl is on so much drugs right now why is she asking <laughs> us about how much we make <laughs> hilarious and then they're like okay come sit in the wheelchair she helped me put my clothes on wait what was the answer do you remember yeah i do they said they were like uh it's okay like it's not um, I think it's not like the U.S. because I was telling them my rent and stuff, but they're cheaper? not like over. Yeah, it's oh, it's much, Canada's much cheaper. It's like it's like twenty percent, twenty percent cheaper. But at the same time, they have fifteen percent tax. So mm. I mean, for California people, because they're you know taxes eight percent, they probably like save like twelve percent. We save. Oh wait, no. Why am I saying that? We save like fourteen percent because we only have like a four percent tax. So they probably make like save like eight percent but um if i did my math right i probably didn't but it's fine anyways so yeah they were there was kind of like a in the middle like it's okay but it's they put my clothes on okay time to go and i'm starting getting really excited because i'm excited to see my parents and they put me in the wheelchair and we're just laughing like me and the girl were like making jokes talking and i got rolled out and then i i'm looking for my parents and i just see them run out of the operating room and their faces were like oh like just looking at me with their eyes wide open and my dad i guess he could see through the cast and my nose and he goes oh my god it looks even better than i imagined it looks so good 
And I was like, you can see it? And then the girl, the social media girl, she's like, um, yeah, if you want to see it, it's posted on social media already. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you posted already? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, but if you don't want, if you want to be surprised, then don't watch it. And I'm like, wait, you filmed the surgery? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I won't watch the surgery part, but I do want to see my nose. But it took me a while. Like, I didn't look at it until, like, the end of the day because I was so nervous. I think I watched it before you did. You did? Yeah. You watched it before I did? Did you watch the surgery surgery part? I had to close my eyes. Yeah. I can't, I can't see. I had to close. My, I didn't know. I still haven't seen that. And Yeah, I can't. I screen recorded it. We'll post it on the OK Mary podcast. We'll do, like, I'll post... Let's do that. For the Instagram, we'll post all the content from that week. Yeah. Of my progression. Yeah. And um, everything. And then it has a sensitive material notice before, you know, people people will be warned about the Yeah. So, like, you can click through it. Yeah. Skip it if you don't want to see it. Yes. So, my parents roll me out. And then, yeah, they're just like, and I'm telling them, I'm like, I feel great. And they're like so shocked my mom was so relieved my dad was so relieved and i'm like yeah i feel totally fine like it doesn't even feel like i got surgery and the whole day i had so much energy like we went out we were walking we, we ate dinner like i was totally fine i was happy i was stoked like great experience so happy next day comes i start having like a really st- or no the first night was pretty rough i was sitting straight up because you have to s- kind of be elevated but i was sitting like straight up and i didn't sleep And I didn't sleep because you can't breathe through your nose and I'm not a mouth breather and the climate there is extremely dry (coughs) and cold. So I literally couldn't like breathe. Like I would breathe in and my whole mouth would get completely dry and I would just start Mm. coughing. So it was really not fun. And then, so I had no sleep and the next day it just overall felt like really shitty. I, my throat was sore, which I thought was from what they put in your throat during surgery because they have something in your throat. So that was explainable from thinking oh it's from surgery i was coughing which i thought the cough was from it being so dry the air my nose was stuffy which i looked online as normal after getting a nose job my i was so tired i couldn't walk but i thought i didn't sleep and i just got major surgery of course i'm not gonna have energy um it was a lot of things going wrong that i mean i just did not feel good overall same thing the next day same thing the next day and I'm just asking my friends, guys, is it normal that I feel like this? Like, I feel so sick. I would try and walk and go to dinner, and I just couldn't. And I thought to myself, this is weird, because my doctor told me, he's, like, giving me all these restaurant recommendations, talking about exploring Montreal. And I'm like, dude, I can't do any of that. Yeah. Like, I feel like shit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. So um, my mom's best friend is like, oh, it's just the anesthesia. And I'm like, I don't think it is. Like, the anesthesiologist told me that I would be fine. I'm asking all my friends, and Ida, who's also my friend who's also got no job, she's like, Sabrina, you just had a major surgery. Yeah. Of course you're not going to feel good. I'm yeah. like, okay, if you say so. On top of all this, I also get an allergic reaction because I have very sensitive skin to the ointment they gave me. So I'm very, very itchy. I go to, the, to their office. They give me a new ointment, which ended up working, but they also gave me a steroid that I had a really bad reaction to. I was up all night and my heart was racing all night and I was shaking and it was, that was the most miserable night of my life. That was my fifth day post-op. Like it was my second to last night before I got my cast off and I just, I couldn't sleep. And I remember, you know, I was really happy. I didn't cry and I wasn't whining like throughout the whole process because I wasn't necessarily in pain. I was just very sick and uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. I just kept telling mom, like, I'm just uncomfortable, but I'm okay. And I took some painkillers. But overall, like, I wasn't sleeping very good because the air was just way too dry for me. It was really rough. <coughs> and um, that night, you know, I felt so bad, but I couldn't contain it because my body was having a crazy reaction to the steroid. And I looked it up, and they gave me, like, the highest dosage of the steroid. And my body just did not like it. It made mm-hmm. me realize, like, how scary medicine and steroids are. Yeah. And my mom walks in because she hears me, like, coughing and staying awake. And I just start bawling. And I mm-hmm. have, like, all the bandages on my face. I'm so uncomfortable. And I could just tell her heart was breaking. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't want to do this. But it was definitely the steroid that kind of made me go nuts. So I had an all-nighter that night, and um, 
I guess to backtrack too, if people were wondering about like the swelling and bruising, I had no bruising. Yeah. I had zero bruises on my face and I had a little swelling, but it was on the left side of my face and that's it. And it was only for a few days and like my cheeks and stuff. Like I just looked like I had chubby cheeks, but it wasn't like what you see other people's. Yeah. In photos. Yeah. It was just funny. I always told people I looked a lot better than I felt. And, uh, yeah, every time we try and walk and go to the mall, I get so winded and so tired. I'll be like, Mommy, I have to go home. <laughs> I can't do this. So yeah. we didn't go out to restaurants. I couldn't really eat. I wasn't eating. Um, and there's a few days I couldn't taste my food, but I thought it was because my nose was clogged. And then, um, you know, I get my cast off. I finally go get my cast off. And I instantly already felt better. And I mm-hmm. think it could have been, like, more of a mental thing. And just the pressure of it on my face I was just so happy when the cast came off and I didn't have to have that shit all over my nose. The bandage would yeah. like tickle me throughout the night and I was like so uncomfortable. Um, but I got it off six days after my surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. And then uh, I still, I felt better, but I was still uncomfortable. Like my nose was runny and I was still coughing a little bit, but overall I felt better. And then comes the day before I'm supposed to leave because coming back to the U.S. you need a COVID test. Mm-hmm. And I take my COVID test and now they, it has to be taken 24 hours before your flight, which mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh, you know how stressful that is because yes. you have to make sure your test results come out good. And then like if it doesn't, you have to figure out like you only have a few hours to figure it out. So I go in the morning, I take my test. It takes until 4 p.m. to get my results and they tell me it's um equivocal so it's almost inconclusive basically they're like oh we need to run your test again because something happened in the lab and i don't know like we just didn't get a proper sample yeah so it's 4 p.m and i'm like okay i'm gonna get my result and they said we're gonna run your test again you'll get your results in two hours i thought to myself okay either that test is gonna come out inconclusive and i need another test but by that time, the clinic will be closed and then I'm screwed and I have no test or I need to just go get a second test right now. Yeah. So I went to the same clinic before they closed and I told them my situation. I said, I have a flight tomorrow morning. I don't know if this test you guys are going to run for me again is going to be inconclusive. Yeah. So just in case, can I give you a second sample? Yeah. So I went there. I did it. It was in their mall. It was really great, really organized. We did the sample. Oh, guys, by the way, I did the throat one. The thro- oh my god it's the freaking worst it's the worst the nose yeah no i would rather do i was like eh! i literally got oh my gosh the lady i felt so bad it was so rough um but we leave we're starting to we start leaving and we're leaving the mall and i'm walking out and then i get the test results from the first sample yes and i open it and it said positive and i stop walking and i'm like oh my god and my mom's like no and i just start bawling like yeah. i get so emotional that's that's very stressful moment yeah it was just so many things like when i was like how am i gonna get home two oh my god i've been around my parents this whole time yeah three holy shit i have covid what does that mean like why do i have covid it was just it felt like shit and i'm just like panicking i'm crying and my dad's not making it any better because when i seen him He's just like, you don't have COVID. No, these tests are stupid. You don't have COVID. And I was just like, dad, I don't know what it is. I was like, are you shamed? Are you shameful that I have COVID? Like, I have freaking COVID. Like, you're not making this feel better. He's like, no, you don't. Those tests are stupid. Like, you don't have it. And I'm like, it makes sense that I have it. I've been feeling sick this whole week. And I just started thinking my mind is running wild. And I'm like, that's why I felt like shit. That's yeah. why I couldn't walk. That's why I was coughing. That's why I, c- I couldn't sleep. I couldn't taste food. I couldn't do anything. I had a headache. I had body aches. It's because I had COVID. And then um, I'm crying and I sniff. And then my nose just starts profusely bleeding. And it was just a lot happening at once. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I thought this was over. And it was just such a rough day. Me and my parents are panicking because I'm like, hey, how am I going to get home? Because yeah. I can't be stuck in Canada. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have money. I'm like, my parents need to go to. My parents' tests were negative. They took tests, too. And so my dad's like, why would we be negative if you're yeah. positive? So yeah. he's just, he does not believe in the system at all. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I got a PCR test and those are very accurate. So I'm obviously positive. And so I was kind of depressed like the whole day because I was like, yeah, great, I'm not going to see Chase. You know, even if I get home, I'm not going to be able to see him because I have positive tests. I don't know when I'm going to find out when I get negative. There was just so uncertainty and so much uncertainty because 
these COVID guidelines and the rules and everything's contradicting each other. Yeah. I just didn't know what was a responsible thing to do. Yeah. And then um, I'm panicking. I'm like, yeah, how am I going to go back to the U.S.? I read online that um, if you get like a doctor's say to go, because if you don't have a fever for 24 hours, you don't have to isolate. I never had a fever the entire time. So I didn't isolate. I just, you know, wore my mask. And then my mom, we were supposed to go to my mom's best friend's house that day. And she was like, please just still come over. I've been with you all week. Like, you're fine, Sabrina. Come over. Yeah. You're fine to come over. You don't, it says you don't need to isolate. So don't isolate. And I was like, okay. And then I needed to find a doctor to give me a note that I was, yeah, that I didn't, I was clear to go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a fever. So I called my clinic office who did my surgery and I was like, Dr. Mubayak, can you please help me? Like, I need to go home tomorrow, and I tested positive for COVID. Um, can you write me a note? Like, I don't have a fever, and so he did. And then Aww. I said, su- yeah, he was so great. And then so I submitted it to United Airlines, and they gave me clearance, clearance. that I could fly. Oh, my god! So I went through all that, but at that time, my dad was like, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to miss your first flight, and then we're going to drive to Plattsburgh, and then you're going to take a flight from Plattsburgh to Chicago, and Chicago, like, I was just going to miss my flight from Montreal, but if you miss a first leg, I think they cancel the rest, you know. Okay, good to know, because that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. I might need to. If you miss the first flight and you have <coughs> good to know. two other connecting or one other connecting, they cancel the rest. Because you're not checked in? Yeah. Good to know. Good thing we didn't do that. But yeah, I was thinking, okay, if anything, we go to New York and then I'll find a flight from New York to whatever. I was just like, that's so exhausting. And I was honestly just most depressed about, like, I was so excited to see Chase when I got home. And then knowing that, like, I wouldn't be able to see him until I was positive or negative. negative. Um, But that night while I was at my mom's best friend's house, the doctor from the clinic that I did my both my tests at calls me. He goes, hi, this is, you know, Dr. Whatever from the clinic. I just want to let you know. So I ran your second test and it's in the negative levels now. Um, so whatever you had, like, or I guess the virus you had, it's declined rapidly. So that was literally my last day. Like that morning, it had, was my last day and then it left my system by the afternoon, which was interesting. But I was so relieved because they say you'll even show up positive for even up to two weeks after like being fine. Yeah. So the fact that I was negative, I was really confident, like, okay, I don't think I'm contagious. So I texted Chase and I said, I'm negative. I'm not contagious um and i was trying to update my flight information but like it didn't work and i didn't even have to because i was already cleared so i was like whatever <laughs> but they did submit it to the government that i was negative so i just had to bring both proof and i was just ready to like explain everything yeah <laughs> to the customs people but um i was fine so i got i got back all fine and oh all my good. gosh what a relief like could you imagine if you were stuck like you couldn't yeah. That would just be miserable. It would have been That's really, like really KK's worst nightmare is getting COVID <laughs> abroad or anywhere and being stuck there yeah, but and I not being able to come home. Even if you're positive, though, it's a lot easier now because, I mean, at least for Canada, because Canada was the most strict and there says isolate for five days. But if you're if you have no fever and you have no symptoms after 24 hours, you don't need to isolate. Yeah. But if your test is positive, you just have to get a doctor's note to say like you're asymptomatic or you don't have symptoms Mm -hmm. and you're clear to fly and you could come home so i was trying to explain to my dad i was like a positive test is better than an inconclusive test because inconclusive they wouldn't let me fly because i don't have a i don't have a conclusion yeah a conclusion (laughs) so yeah that's why i felt so bad and i imagine i really wish like i didn't get covid at that time because i wonder i really wanted to give a proper um what's the word feedback yeah experience. proper experience on my post-op and how i felt but i feel but like mine's can't. kind of invalid yeah. because i could say i had a shitty post-op recovery was hell but i had covid yeah so of course it's gonna be much worse than other people so i'm curious to see what other people's ultrasonic rhinoplasty post-ops were um i could tell you i definitely looked a lot better than i felt like i looked yeah. totally fine like i hardly had any swelling um no bruising um so that was wonderful but yeah that was that was my post-op experience um and then i didn't really get to like when they revealed my nose (laughs) when they when they took my cast off and they revealed my nose i was like i started bawling we'll post the video on okay mary but i started bawling because i think half of it was just like so my nose was really swollen 
so I was kind of shocked at first like yeah. I looked at my face but I I've done so much research on this that everyone says you're gonna be really shocked when you see your nose because it's so swollen from the front so you think you're gonna look nuts um but then when I looked at the side I realized like oh my god I really got the nose that I, I wanted and I couldn't smile which was a bummer um because I wanted to see my biggest concern was when I smiled my nose would literally drop like down to my chin <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to test it, but I couldn't. Like, I couldn't move my top lip. And I was really panicking. Like, my smile's not going to come back. It did. It came back. For anyone who's also worried that their smile not come back, it came <laughs> back. Um, but, yeah, it was just really emotional. It was such an emotional thing. Like, I finally did it. I was so happy. And I was, like, really overwhelmed. And, um, yeah, my mom and my dad loved it. So that made me feel really confident. Because, I mean, these are people that literally made me and they praised me like my parents are obsessed with <laughs> obsessed with me and my face so for me to like change something on my face and them love it was like okay mission accomplished yeah. like if my parents like it then that means they did a good job mm-hmm. and everyone i talked to they're like serena you still look exactly like you just like the better a better version of you which made me happy um for a few days i have to say from the front i was a little scared at looking scared of looking at myself in the mirror because I look kind of like an alien when you're super swollen like your eyes look super far and wide apart Mm. and your nose just looks like really chubby and flat so that was kind of nuts but I'm actually tomorrow will be my three weeks exactly since my surgery oh at the time where so by the time you guys hear this I will be three and a half weeks almost four weeks post yeah but at this time I'm three weeks and I'm I really love it. They said 80% of swelling will go down three months and 99% in a year. <sighs> so I'm probably not going to see what my nose is actually supposed to look like for another yeah. year or so. But from what I see right now, I'm so happy. Yeah, it guys, so it doesn't it. even look swollen. Like she's telling me it's swollen. I'm like, it it's doesn't funny look though swollen. because it looks like a normal nose. Yeah, to me. it's funny though because when my friend also got a nose job and she was like, "Oh, it's swollen, swollen." I was like, "No, it's not. It doesn't look swollen." Yeah, um, but I guess when it's your own nose, you know, like you know, your you realize, features. yeah, yeah, because my nose naturally does have like structure and it's thinner and i know they made it thinner Mm -hmm. so that's when i was like oh yeah it's definitely and i think the tip the most is swollen because they took out a lot from my tip um so it kind of looks like a little ball but i mean i i love it i still think it looks really cute and i'm really happy button nose and we're all calling her button from now on oh i like that nickname it's cute i'm very happy i'm very happy i'm very pleased i had great experience dr mobile and his whole office were so kind and caring and pleasant and helpful he gave me the exact nose i wanted and i was so happy he even said or the nurse told me when she came out oh i didn't even tell you guys this when i woke up she came in she was like girl um dr mobayed he said he was so proud because he literally got your nose exactly to the nose that you wanted yeah and he really did yeah like he, he did. really really did it looks so, better honestly it looks better than you what you said so? them yeah yes i love it i'm so happy and i love that when i smile now it doesn't drop on the sides and i'm of course still getting used to it but i do i do love it i'm very very yeah. happy it looks so good and it like matches your face like it I like so. literally looks like the nose that you were born with yeah i think so yeah. too and that's the goal like i i strongly strongly recommend anybody who's looking to get a nose job you can always bring inspo of nose that noses that you like but you can have a cute nose and if it doesn't match your face all over you're not gonna look good you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna look, look right good. you're gonna look like plastic and that's not what you want you want to yeah. look like you but the best version of you yeah. and that was my goal so i told him this is the nose i want and these are my main concerns if this nose matches my face great give it to me if it doesn't don't yeah like adjust what you need to just to make sure it matches my face so at first i was a little scared i was like is it too small for my face like i was freaking out Mm -hmm. at the same time i was really swollen my my whole head was big my face was big and i was just like i look nuts but then i have to say like after three weeks you're like okay it's like forming Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's finding its place (laughs) but the hardest part i'd say too is like the blood clots in your nose the breathing the stitches those were really uncomfortable like i still have like the recovery but i mean yeah. it's all it comes with the price you pay you know yeah. you, you you want it so you need to go through those things yeah not necessarily covid but <laughs> yeah the bleeding the stitches that's the one the thing i remember telling my mom i was like if one 
if this experience taught me one thing is because my recovery was so awful because my other friend that got a nose job she's like serena be careful this stuff is addicting and i've noticed a lot of my friends who've got plastic surgery really continue and they yeah. non-stop and i was like girl what are you talking about addicting after the week i've had i'm literally gonna work on loving every single inch of my body so i never have to go into the needle again <laughs> like even my mom she's been she doesn't do she hasn't touched her face ever in her whole life and she's been wanting to do something about her under eye bag because it makes her so uncomfortable and i was like mom don't even you know what we're gonna figure out another way because i was always supportive i was like yeah just do it do like a fat transfer but i'm like anything under the knife no like i was just like it was so rough and so i was saying like unless you like absolutely hate your nose and it just ruins your life having a nose like this, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, because recovery was hell. But now that I'm like, you know, out of the woods kind of with it and I, I'm still struggling. Like I, my nose feels really tight right now. It's clogged. Like I'm sure there's like scabs all in there. Um, and my breathing's so super weird. It just feels uncomfortable. Even though I'm, I still have some complications, I can say it was worth it because even with COVID, I'm like, okay, it was worth it. Yeah. Imagine having no COVID. And imagine being in a climate like where you live. Oh, if you guys do go to Dr. Mobayad, which you absolutely 1,000 billion percent should, it's totally worth the trek. If you're in Hawaii even, like literally, I'm, I mean it. You should definitely do it. Go in the summer because <laughs> even at first I had it scheduled for March. and That's when they have snowstorms and everything. When I went, it was like the nice spring weather, but it was still way cold. too cold and yeah. it made recovery a lot worse, I think. Because mm-hmm. when I was outside, my nose would hurt because it was so cold. So I imagine like summer would have been Being better. better. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my that's ultrasonic rhinoplasty experience. Slash COVID. Slash COVID. <laughs> it's just still so wild to me yeah so crazy it's so funny though because when i found out it like kind of healed from like the idea i had covid i was like how convenient like of course i get covid i was telling my friend jess and she responded like laughing and i was like i know same like it is funny it's really really funny like of course my first day of symptoms are my first day post-op yeah that's wild yeah super wild and now my mom and my dad have covid which makes me feel extremely guilty and upset but they are getting better so that's good but that was rough yeah it's been a rough month <laughs> but yeah that's my rhinoplasty experience um yeah but we're on the mend we're, we're on the mend better any and questions is healing oh i feel like some people might ask how much it was so if you're going to anyone in like la there's someone in florida that does ultrasonic rhinoplasties he's very good but he's like twenty five thousand dollars my surgeon was ten thousand five hundred canadian dollars Plus tax is 15%, so it is much higher. But my total, I spent, um, was like right under nine grand US dollars, which is nice. very affordable. And I think, honestly, I got a really good nose out of it. So I'm really stoked. Um, yeah. So Perfect. go book your consult with Dr. Mobayad. We'll put at all- Montreal Face Doc. <laughs> we'll put all the um, videos <coughs> and links and everything on our Instagram if you guys want to go check it out. Yes. Well, I think that's all for this week. Was oh, that so long? Yeah, it's like almost an hour. But yeah, he's the best. He's wonderful. <clears throat> God bless him. God bless his whole entire office. And I hope they Aww. come visit Hawaii. We're going to have to tag them in this Yeah, in we'll, this we'll definitely tag them. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next week. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.